Dr. Baliga here. This podcast is on prostate cancer. It's derived from an outstanding chapter on genitourinary cancers, authored by Dr. Arjun Belar, MD, and Dr. Matthew Milosky, MD. Dr. Belar is the director of the genitourinary medical oncology program at the NYU Langone Cancer Center. He leads a team of medical oncologists, nurse practitioners, social workers, and other care providers who are dedicated to treating people who have genitourinary cancers such as prostate cancer, bladder cancer, kidney cancer, and testicular cancer. Dr. Matthew Miloski, MD, is the George Gabriel Villare Distinguished Professor of Bladder and Genitourinary Cancer Research. He is Section Chief of the Genitourinary Oncology Program and Co-Director of the Urologic Oncology Program at the UNC Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center at the University of North Carolina School of Medicine. This chapter is derived from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine with 1,418 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer in American men after superficial skin cancers and is the second most common cause of cancer-related deaths. Worldwide, however, there is a high degree of variability in the incidence across geographic regions and ethnic groups. It's higher in Scandinavians and men of African descent, likely attributed to differences in both genetic and environmental factors. In the US, an estimated 17% of men will develop prostate cancer in their lifetime, though less than 3% will die from the disease. Autopsy series demonstrate up to 30% of men from the age of 60 to 69 years and 70% of men from the age of 80 to 89 years will have occult organ-confined prostate cancer, suggesting that a significant proportion of prostate cancers diagnosed in the era of widespread prostatic-specific antigen, that is PSA testing, may not be clinically significant. What are the risk factors for prostate cancers? Risk factors for prostate cancer include age, ethnicity, family history, and diet. Age is the strongest and most important risk factor, possibly attributable to cumulative exposure to testosterone and its active metabolite, dihydrotestosterone, which is known to promote growth in both normal prostate tissue and prostate cancer. Men younger than age 40 are rarely diagnosed with prostate cancer. African Americans are diagnosed more frequently with prostate cancer, often at a younger age than Caucasians, and are more likely to have a higher PSA, higher Gleason scores, and more advanced disease at the time of diagnosis, even after adjustment for socioeconomic and clinical variables. A family history of prostate cancer in a first-degree relative increases prostate cancer risk two to threefold relative to the general population. Mutations in the BRCA1 and especially BRCA2 genes also increase prostate cancer risk. BRCA2 mutation increases the risk 
fivefold and is associated with a younger age, a diagnosis, higher Gleason score, and worse prognosis. Sex hormones, especially in the context of obesity and a diet rich in animal fat, example red meat and dairy, may increase prostate cancer risk. What are the keys to history and physical examination of prostate cancer? Due to widespread prostate-specific antigen PSA testing, the majority of prostate cancers today are diagnosed while asymptomatic and with a normal digital rectal examination of the prostate, the so-called clinical stage T1C. The remainder are diagnosed on the basis of urinary symptoms and or an abnormal digital rectal examination. Patients may present with urgency, frequency and hesitancy. However, these symptoms are more likely to be related to benign prostate hyperplasia or BPH. Due to periprostatic location of the neurovascular bundle, new onset erectile dysfunction without additional cardiovascular risk factors should raise the concern for prostate pathology. Although hematuria and hematospermia may indicate more advanced disease, both are most often related to other causes. Locally advanced disease, including lymph node involvement, can present with lower extremity lymphedema and or pelvic or perineal pain. Less than 5% of the patients will present with metastatic disease involving the lymph nodes or bone which is most commonly osteoblastic and, and most commonly involves the axial skeleton, often presenting as back pain, pathologic fractures, or rarely spinal cord compression. Asymmetric induration of frank nodules on digital rectal examination are highly suggestive of prostate cancer, whereas symmetric enlargement or firmness is more likely related to benign prostatic hyperplasia. Importantly, a digital rectal examination only detects tumors arising from the posterior and lateral aspect of the gland and thus can miss up to 25 to 35% of the prostate cancers. Differential diagnosis and screening of prostate cancer Included in the differential diagnosis of prostate cancer are BPH, prostatitis, urinary tract infection, urolithiasis, and bladder cancer. Mild elevations of prostate-specific antigen, or PSA, can be caused by recent ejaculation, BPH, prostatitis, UTI, or recent urinary tract procedures such as catheterization, cystoscopy, transurethral resection of the prostate, or biopsy. PSA is a prostate-specific protein that is measurable in the serum and elevations can be caused by both benign and malignant conditions. Although there is a significant overlap in PSA values that accompany both BPH and prostate cancer, prostate cancer tends to produce more PSA likely a function of increased cellularity and alteration in the prostate blood barrier. The likelihood of diagnosing prostate cancer increases with PSA. 
and the PSA level is greater than 10 nanograms per, per ml, the probability of prostate cancer is 50 to 70 percent. The action to be taken is biopsy and there is a high risk of extra prostatic involvement. When the PSA level is between 4 nanograms per ml to 10 nanograms per ml, the probability of prostate cancer is 20 to 50 percent. And again, the action here is to be to do a biopsy of the prostate. More likely, organ-confined cancer, the PSA velocity and the free to total PSA ratio increases the specificity of cancer detection. When the PSA level is less than 4 nanograms per ml, the probability of prostate cancer is less than 15%. And in these instances, one could consider biopsy. When the PSA level is greater than 2.6 nanograms per ml or the velocity is greater than 0.35 nanograms per ml per year, then biopsy should be conducted. PSA velocity is the change in PSA over a period of time. Increased PSA velocity is associated with a higher risk of pr prostate cancer. Free to total PSA is the percentage of PSA that is free, that is not bound to serum proteins. Prostate cancer is associated with low percentage of free PSA. Example, greater than 25% of free PSA carries less than 10% risk of finding prostate cancer. In patients with an abnormal digital rectal examination, PSA testing has both diagnostic and prognostic value but a normal PSA value should not obviate biopsy as approximately 20% of patients who undergo prostatectomy for prostate cancer will have normal PSA. Controversy exists as to whether the small absolute risk reduction in prostate cancer mortality with PSA screening outweighs the risk for morbidity and treatment-related complications associated with overdiagnosis. Therefore, the decision to pursue PSA testing should be made after a thorough discussion of potential risks and benefits and should be offered yearly along with the digital rectal exam after the age of 50 in average risk men. African-American men, men with a family history and men with BRCA mutation should begin PSA testing at age 40 Screening should continue until the patient's life expectancy is less than 10 years. There is no role for routine use of imaging such as MRI, ultrasound or bone scan to screen for prostate cancer. Helpful diagnostic tests including risk stratification or staging. Transrectal ultrasound guided biopsy of the prostate that is 12 core needle biopsies from the apex mid portion and base of the prostate bilaterally is the gold standard method by which prostate cancer is diagnosed. Complications are uncommon and include mild hematospermia, rectal bleeding, or discomfort that resolves within a few days. Staging in prostate cancer is based on the TNM classification system. Newly diagnosed men with prostate cancer based on prostate biopsy are initially assigned a clinical stage based on findings from digital rectal examination and imaging studies such as prostate ultrasound or MRI. 
A pathologic stage is assigned only in men who undergo radical prostatectomy and is based on the extent of involvement of the prostate, seminal vesicles and pelvic lymph nodes if sampled. Risk stratification is based on clinical or pathologic stage, PSA and Gleason score, lymph node involvement that is regional and non-regional or distant disease establishes stage 4 disease. Gleason score is the combined grades that is grade 1 through 5 of the two most dominant architectural patterns observed in the prostate biopsy specimen for a total score between 2 and 10 and is highly predictive of clinical course. Gleason scores 6 or less, 7 and 8 or more are considered low risk, intermediate risk and high risk respectively. Newly diagnosed patients with high PSA or high risk Gleason score should be considered for computed tomography that is CT scan of the abdomen and pelvis and radionuclide bone scan to assess for distant disease. This is the first podcast on prostate cancer. In the next podcast, we'll discuss therapy of prostate cancer. This is podcast is derived from an outstanding chapter on genitourinary cancers authored by Dr. Arjun Belar, director of the uh, Genitourinary Urinary Medical Oncology Program at the NYU Langone's Pearl Murder Cancer Center and authored by Dr. Matthew Miloski, MD, the George Gabriel Villiers Distinguished Professor of Bladder and Genitourinary Cancer Research and Section Chief of Genitourinary Oncology and the Co-Director of the Urologic Oncology Program at the University of North Carolina, Lineberger Comprehensive Cancer Center. This chapter is derived from Balagas Textbook of Internal Medicine with 1480 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Multiple choice question. An 81-year-old man with a history of diabetes mellitus, chronic renal insufficiency, Gout, coronary artery disease, status post three vessel cabbage six years ago, presents for his routine yearly physical. He is limited by mild exertional dyspnea and sensory neuropathy in the lower extremities and thus is limited in his activities of daily living. He awakes three to four times nightly to urinate and also complains of hesitancy and a weak urinary stream. On physical examination, he appears to be comfortable and well. Examination of the neck demonstrates no carotid bruvies. The heart and lung examinations are both normal. A digital rectal examination reveals a firm and very enlarged symmetric prostate that is non-tender. No nodules are appreciated. A CBC and a comprehensive metabolic panel are normal. A PSA is checked and is 9.8 nanograms per ml. What is the next best step in management? A. Observation B. Determine free PSA to total PSA ratio C. MRI of the prostate D. Transrectal ultrasound guided biopsy of the prostate E. Recheck PSA in 4 months to determine PSA velocity And the answer is 6A that is observation. 
this older patient with significant medical comorbidities and impaired ability to perform his activities of daily living is best managed with observation or watchful waiting furthermore it is possible that his symptoms are related to bph and a trial of an oral alpha blocker may alleviate his symptoms psa screening remains controversial since many prostate cancers detected by psa alone are clinically indolent in patients older than 75 years psa screening may be more likely to cause harm including minor complications such as biopsy related pain and discomfort rectal bleeding as well as psychological stress related to diagnosis more significant complications with treatment include radical prostatectomy or radiation therapy while less common must also be considered including erectile dysfunction urinary incontinence bowel perforation and infection in fact due to the uncertain benefit of psa screening the united states preventive task force that is usptf recommends against routine screening however the american cancer society and the american urological association recommend informing men about the risks and benefits of prostate cancer screening and treatment for men who choose psa screening the american cancer society recommends psa testing with or without digital rectal examination for average risk men starting at the age of 50 years whereas the american urological association recommends average risk men begin screening at the age of 40 years